0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm more consumed with myself than I am with anybody else. Like myself, my own goals, my image, all that kind of stuff. So my journey in narcissism. have a lot of people that ask, How'd you become self aware? Like where are you at? Like how did this happen? Like you're the you're the unicorn, you're the unusual person. And yeah, that's true. I got to the place where I realized that my life wasn't working and I hated it. It sucked. There was nothing I could do that would fix it. Everything seemed to be a stupid cycle and just keep going and going and going. Nothing was ever happening. Nothing was ever changing. And just my story alone, I could probably do like ten videos on. But want to at least give you like a little synopsis or a little idea. So I've always been a hardworking person. I developed my own business when I was 13, started mowing lawns, continued to grow, started working more, paid my way through college, got through college, started working for a company, started working for Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A was a great place to be able to work. I grew up really fast in the company, um, made big moves, and made a lot of progress in the company. I got to the place where I got really good at my job. I got really good at efficiency. I got really good at making drive-threes be the best way possible. And as a result, there also came a lot of pride with that. There also came a lot of entitlement. Now, this isn't what caused narcissism. I'm just giving you background. Um, but as I as I started doing that, I started realizing, like, hey, like as I'm starting to try to develop myself and the teams that I'm a part of, well, a lot of times different stores, different Chick-fil-A's that would actually have me go to different places, I had to start learning about other people. I had to start learning how do I walk into a store, establish rapport, and build a team within a day, within a week, within a month. And sometimes I had that time or less. And so I started doing personality quizzes. I started learning about different types of personalities. I originally was first introduced to the dis-personality. I'm like a, a high d like whenever i first whenever I first did it, I was like off the charts d and like no s if anybody knows the dis personality. So I realized like early on I was like i I, I relate a little bit differently than some people like I have a very strong personality in some aspects. When I first got back my report of the dis personality, I took it to my wife, who was uh, my girlfriend at that time, and I showed her the twenty seven page report and I was like, read this paragraph. I was like, this makes me seem like a jerk, and she like read over it and she was like yeah, it's kind of accurate. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so they kept moving on with life, but I still wanted to learn and still wanted to grow because I knew, Hey, the things that I had in my life, the things, how I was interacting with other people, um, weren't going to get me what I wanted. Like if I needed something implemented right away, I could make it happen right away, but I would trample over people to do it. And I started realizing over a period of time, like, Hey, that's not effective. Like that, that doesn't institute long lasting change. So I had to start thinking like, okay, how do I relate to people more? How can I connect with people more? And that had me start down a journey of more information. So like learning about like StrengthsFinder or learning about Myers-Briggs or the 16 personalities. And then ultimately led me towards like the Enneagram. And Enneagram really kind of opened up doors of how my personality is. I'm at Enneagram 8, by the way. How my personality is, how it kind of formed, how I developed in one sense, Um, but then also like how I relate to people and some of like my core fears, my core vulnerability, different things like that. And so all this time, like I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to grow and figure out like what is going on with personalities, how do I connect? And as I dove deeper with that, I started realizing like, Hey, like there's more issues in my personality what I actually want to admit. I don't connect with people. Uh, I don't emote with people. I don't have the same emotions. A lot of times I don't have the same feelings. Like I don't really care. Like there's a lot of this stuff that's like popping up and I'm realizing like, Oh, like I'm more consumed with myself than I am with anybody else. Like myself, my own goals, my image, all that kind of stuff. And so <clears throat> really it was at that time, I think I stumbled across the book, uh, emotional intelligence and started learning that. Um, Between that, like when friends influence people, like different things like that, I'm like trying to apply different things to my life just to to make life better, you know, to make life work in one sense. And realizing that like, hey, it might work for a little bit, but then it doesn't. Like it might work for a couple days or a month and then it doesn't because I just like revert back to what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and like. Screw you. I know better, blah, blah, blah. We're just going to do it this way. And so like that was like another aspect of like learning more about myself, learning more about different things. Then I also had to realize and look back on the time that I spent with my wife. So we'd been married at that time for about like eight years, been cheating for around like five, six of those years. And so realize like, hey, like this has been happening on and off over all these years. And it's like a consistent thing. It's like a cycle. There was a point in time where I actually thought, like, hey, I might actually be cursed. Like, this is just going to happen, like, once a year or every other year, like, something's going to happen. I'm going to get into a fair. I'm going to have a fling. Like, whatever it might be, like, this is just going to happen. And I started to think in my mind, like, this is just just life. Like, I guess I'm just, like, screwed. Like, I guess this is just the way I'm going to be. Then we uh, moved. Now uh, we moved cross country to be able to work at a different location. And my wife was pregnant at the time. And once we got there shortly after she miscarried and there was a lot of things that was kind of playing through my mind. And some of it was from the religious background that I grew up on that, you know, was playing through my mind. Okay. Like Dave and Bathsheba. And then I'm like, okay, like this is my fault thinking like, because of everything I've done because of, uh, like the, my personality, me being an asshole because of cheating, all this kind of stuff. This is why we lost the baby. And so there's a big aspect that I, I thought about that some and I like shamed myself and then I was like, okay, not gonna think about that. Just keep moving on. Okay. So that continued. And I finally got to the place like in those cheating relationships where I was realizing that they were coming to head and they were just like blowing up. They were imploding, like because I was with different people that I worked with. I was with different people that were in our friend group, uh, different dynamics and things like that. And this was not working. It was getting really bad. The chaos was getting really awful. The triangulation was like off the charts. Like it was absolutely crazy and insane. And there was one time through, like the midst of all the craziness, I had like a moment of clarity, and I asked my wife, I was like, I was like, how I feel, how I interact, how I relate to all these people. I was like, I just don't know what's wrong. I was like do you think I'm a sociopath? And uh, we looked it up and we like read through the stuff. And she was like, no, like you're not a sociopath. And I was like, yeah, I don't really relate to that either. And she's like, what you might be, she was like, you might be narcissistic. And she's like, let, let me look that up. So she sat there and she like read through them all. And I was like, no, I was like, not at all. And then, you know, I had the gall then to leave and, you know, make sure that I communicated to all the people that I was, cheating with and all the people there in our friend group that Kayla thought I was narcissistic and make sure to go tell her that I'm not because obviously I'm not because you know me like all that kind of stuff so ended up using that as a way to be able to kind of go back and have people try to confuse her another way to flying monkey gaslight I guess you could say um so then they would try to convince her like no like I'm he might have traits or he might have like tendencies but he's, he's not really that bad Little they know I was because I was doing all those things and every single box with narcissism I checked the box of like things that I was doing actively doing and was just bad like really bad, but I didn't want to admit it right, at all like that was like a big like mental block that's not something I wanted to admit. There's a part of me like underneath the surface that knew something was wrong. Remember I was kind of like searching for it at times, um, but I didn't want to admit that it could be narcissism. So in my journey, I kept thinking, I kept looking it up every once in a while and being like, you know, some of this actually does match up a little bit, but I wasn't at the place where I was going to admit it or I was going to actually acknowledge, hey, this is what I struggle with. And then I got involved in another affair, and this affair, I believe, was with a girl who had some BPD and narcissistic traits. And so what I started seeing in those moments is I started seeing my own personality um, back at me. I started to see that my same tactics being used ahead of time. I started to see the lying or the gaslighting or manipulating or the, uh, the dramatization to make everything about her. And... This wasn't just me saying this. Like, like, this is other people that were around the situation that knew the situation and started realizing, like, whoa, like, this is actually some of the stuff that I'm doing and, like, seeing it done to me and feeling it done to me was, like, I don't like this. I didn't have at that moment, like, an idea of, like, oh, this must be how my wife feels. It was just, like, no, I don't like this. Like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. That, like, betrayal, even, like, victim kind of mindset. And so I started like looking into it more. My -hmm. wife really pushed me to go to therapy and I was like, no, I don't want to go to therapy. Like don't need that. Like it's for losers. They're just a bunch of quacks, all that kind of stuff. I finally ended up going to therapy. I went to uh, EMDR therapy and I did that for uh, a couple months or whatever. And in that, I started actually, like, diving in and, like, realizing some stuff. Started realizing some, like, shame, some uh, emotional stuff, like, in the past that I hadn't dealt with and that I didn't even know was there or that existed that really, like, pushed and prompted a lot of different stuff. And there's a lot more back there, but, like, I at least, like, figured out some stuff. We were in an EMDR session, and all of a sudden, it, like, worked in one sense. And I was just like, whoa, like, this is really crazy. And so went through that. And then finally got to the place after being with this girl with BPD and like it got really toxic and really bad for a period of time. And then I felt like I experienced part of a trauma bond at that point uh, because whenever we confessed it, whenever it got brought to light, whenever light was shed on the darkness, whenever light was shed on the adultery, um, it took me another like 10 months to finally get to the place where I was going to cut her out of my life because I thought we could make it work. I thought like life would be okay. I thought that whatever, you know, I had a lot of crazy thoughts going on then. Um, But finally at the place I was like, okay, like this isn't gonna work. Like I can't have you in my life. Like I can't see you going out sleeping with other guys and talking about it and like putting that in my mindset because like I can't do that anymore. Like I have to make a choice to be different and to work on myself. And so I had to cut her off. Then I started going to therapy as well. And it was something that I shopped around for a while. I met with different people. I looked at multiple different therapists, things like that. There's a period of time where I was seeing like three slash four therapists in a period of time until I finally found the right one. And I found an awesome person that I went and I sat in her office the first time and we talked through, start talking through like intro stuff and things like that. And we got like halfway through the session. I don't even know what it is that she said or what it is that she did, but whatever it was, it triggered Some slight, like, emotion in me. Like, I could feel myself getting slightly emotional. I was like, this is not normal. Like, this is completely different. This is super weird. And whenever that happened, I was like, okay. I was like, well, I guess this is the one. Like, this is the place I'm supposed to be. So... Been in therapy with her um, weekly, uh, going on for a year now, which has been like really awesome, really beneficial, and really been like getting to the place of acknowledging like, hey, like I've got stuff that's wrong. Like I've got stuff in my head that does not make sense and that does not correlate to the majority of people out there, uh, but that's what's in my head. Then I went through a course uh, called the Wake Up Warrior Challenge, and that's a like a 30-day course that is... Absolutely amazing. It's absolutely incredible. And part of the premise is about how guys need to be men or how women need to lead. And really it comes down to the point of like you need to stop fucking lying. Like there's really no other way to round it. Like until you get to a place that you admit where you are, there's no chance of getting anywhere else. So I finally got to the place where I acknowledge like, hey, this is stuff that I struggle with. This is stuff that I actively deal with on a day to day basis. And It didn't give me despair, it didn't give me discouragement, and it didn't bring me joy either. But for me, it started to acknowledge like, hey, this is where I am. Now I actually have a target. I actually have something to work towards. I actually have something that I can focus on working on my life to grow and change to be the best person I can possibly be with the things that I deal with, with the things that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. So coming out of that warrior challenge, I identified seven different lies that I have in my life. Seven lies that have affected me, that have kept me from my relationship with God, have kept me from myself, have put lies in between myself and my work, my boss, my my wife, everything like that. And then I started realizing like, hey, like I have to start cutting the lies. There's been tons of different revelations that I've experienced like through therapy, like one a while back was that feelings aren't bad. Some people were like, whoa, like you didn't know that? Like, no, like that was something that like literally it took multiple sessions and finally got to the place. Where I was like, oh, so like feelings aren't bad. Like it was just something that was not the norm. It was not normal for someone to say that feelings aren't bad. Um getting in the place of like understanding like a little bit more of like my emotions or like what's going on. And even then there's a lot of times I still like have like basically five emotions and I can't really like tap into other ones so i use like a motion wheel so i can figure out like what i'm actually thinking what i'm actually feeling because it doesn't come naturally but the biggest thing coming out of the wake up warrior was the concept to stop lying and then i started realizing even past couple months ago just like solidifying the idea of honesty breeds that vulnerability and even though i hate vulnerability because it means i have to be honest which means i can't be right all the time which i can't be the best person or the most inflated person in the whole room But that honesty breeds that vulnerability. And vulnerability is the only way I'm going to be able to change. Because through vulnerability, I can actually see, hey, this is where I'm at. This is me acknowledging where I'm at. And these are the steps I need to take to continue my growth and continue to change and develop and to be the person I need to be. But that's something that's like super hard. Because you have vulnerability that's, that's squelched by shame. And you've got guilt that's tied into all of it. And you've got all this stuff that's kind of like this big mixing bowl of stuff. But I realize like, hey... Like, if I don't get to the place where I start being completely honest about everything. And that took a while. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, like, I'm honest today. Like, no, like, with Kayla, like, it was like a good, like, year of me doing, like, trickle truth. Like, thinking that I was going to be, oh, this will hurt her less if I only tell her a little bit. When reality, I'm, like, hurting her more because I'm, like, peeling off the band-aid. Not just, like, super slow, but, like, microscopically slow because we're doing that for, like, a whole year. And then I finally got to the place where I was sitting one day and I was like, I don't think I have any more. Like I don't think I have any more lies that I'm telling, that I'm embodying, and that I'm like thinking through. Now, are the ones that pop up? Yes. Are the ones that like want to pop up like in my mind or want to have me like self doubt, question? Yeah, absolutely. But I got to the place where I was like, hey, I need to be honest, so I can be vulnerable. I hate vulnerability. It's awful. It, like it's like ah, it's like cringeworthy. Like. But I have to be vulnerable because if I'm not vulnerable, I can't learn and grow and change. And I can't work on myself to be, continue to grow to be a better person. And so I have to be vulnerable so I can accept where I am right now so I continue to work on change. And that's what I committed to do. And then I got to the place where I committed to do it, not just in my own personal life, not just with my wife, but with everybody. So that's where you jumped on social media, and I'm on here to promote awareness about narcissism and encourage people with growth, healing, and change, whether that's listening to my journey or that's helping you along yours. If you're interested in talking more uh, about my journey or about yours, would love to talk to you. Reach out to me at rawmotivations.com. Click on the one-on-one coaching there. Would love to talk to you on a one-on-one basis to see how I can help you become the best person possible how I can help you break free from that trauma bond, how I can help you try to heal some of those wounds that you're not sure where they came from or why they came from that person that said that they loved you. If you guys are on here, would love to have you guys subscribe. So please subscribe for me. Um, Go on and follow me on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook. would love to have you interact with me there as well. And then also we've got the podcast. So either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, check it out. Thanks so much for watching.